This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely. Positively. FedEx. Airbnb. It's wedding season. Yes, it is. What's going on, baby? Alex and I just got invited to a beautiful venue for the wedding of a childhood buddy of mine. Lovely. Can't wait to hear about it. We got babysitters. We're all set to go. And the first thing that you did, Jack? Book a hotel for the wedding. Okay. Second thing that you did? List my place as available that weekend on Airbnb. Millions of people host on Airbnb, but millions more have never even thought about hosting. Here's the thing. We've said it's great to make money while you sleep. Actually, Warren Buffett said that. Well, when you're an Airbnb host, host, you make money while you sleep and while someone else sleeps. That's why anytime I'm traveling, I immediately jump into Airbnb and set my house as available. It's that easy. So Yetis, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is sponsored by Audible, the home of storytelling. Protect her. That's from the opening chapter of The Last Thing He Told Me. Or is it protect her. It's Protector. Yeah, it's like that. It's, it's like a that. thrilling mystery my wife and I listened to on Audible. It actually got adapted into a TV show, but it was way more riveting as an audiobook, wasn't it, man? It's about a tech executive who disappears when his company gets indicted on accounting fraud. But he disappeared to protect her. And honestly, we shouldn't say anymore. Let's stop that. We listen to the whole audiobook on Audible while driving in the car on road trips. And you should too. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500-500. That's audible.com slash tboy or text tboy to 500-500. This is Nick. This is Jack. It's Wednesday. Ceviche Wednesday, February 21st. And today's pod is the best one yet. It is a T-boy, Jack. The top three pop business news stories you need to know today. Looking fantastic. I can't wait to see you next week, man. Can you tell me about your ski weekend? I went to three Yetis at the airport on the way to Park City. Okay, here's where we go. First Yeti, amazing forest, really nice guy. Second Yeti, Sarah, exactly who you want listening to the show. What about the third Yeti? The third Yeti was getting on the airplane. She was walking down the aisle and she goes, I listen to this show every day. I was like, thank you. <laughs> and then people just kept pushing her out of the way. It was a shame. She's a legend. The besties are the best. But Jack, three stories for today's show. What do we got, man? For our first story, we just got the biggest deal so far of 2024. Capital One is acquiring Discover Card for $35 billion. Because your credit card is still a fashion accessory. For our second story, it's Wawa. The cult classic Philadelphia convenience store is expanding nationwide. The secret to Wawa's success, they got the best bathrooms in town. And our third and final story is OpenAI. They finally released what we all knew was coming. ChatGPT, but for videos. Yetis, this is AI Steven Spielberg. But Yetis, before we hit that wonderful mix of stories today. Fantastic mix of stories, Jack. Starbucks has done it again. Last year, Starbucks launched a new flavor called Olietto. Olietto. This was a coffee made with olive oil sold by Starbucks. Did I mispronounce Olietto? Absolutely, totally <laughs> mispronounce it. But I like the attempt. Great effort, Jack. Nick's the Italian major on this pod. But yet he's, you can go to a local Starbucks today, anywhere in the U.S., and get an extra virgin olive oil latte. But yet he's, this is why Jack and I want to talk to you about this. Yesterday, Starbucks went even bolder. The new Starbucks extreme coffee flavor is pork. 
That's right. The new Starbucks flavor is pig-based pork. They're calling it the braised pork latte. Yeah, yeah. It's a cappuccino with a pork chop. It's a latte with a dash of pork loin. Jack, would you like almond milk or oat milk? (laughs) I don't know, man. I'll take either. No, you're getting pork milk, baby. (laughs) Now, this is a real drink, and here's what it actually is. It's a 12-ounce espresso-based coffee with steamed milk and a drizzle of red pork sauce. But the highlight is the garnish on top, which is a two-inch slice of pork breast pork. Now, we're all asking, why are Starbucks baristas brewing beans with some bacon? We all want to know what is going on over at Starbucks that they're whipping up pork into the coffees. It's actually an ode to the Lunar New Year celebrations. Starbucks is only selling this pork-based coffee in China right now. And the name of the official drink is the Abundant Year Savory Latte. That's what they're calling it. Because in China, you celebrate the new year with some delicious pork dinners. But if you're thinking about going to China to try this out, we should warn you about something. (laughs) If you're popping over to Shanghai to get this drink, you may want to bring the checkbook. Because this Starbucks pork latte, it costs $10. Pretty expensive. $10 bucks for a pork-based coffee? Excuse me? Now, in fairness, it is both a beverage and an entree. So $10 bucks is actually a bargain. But that is one heck of a double-digit latte, Jack. That's one I would pay for, actually. Hold the soy milk. Extra barbecue sauce. Jack, let's hit our three stores. That is just appalling. 15 years before this song, two boys from the Northeast met in the dorm. They had an idea to cause a cultural storm. It's the best one yet, but the best is the norm. Jack, Nick, that's it. I don't even think they need to practice. 50%, that's a fat tip. T-Boy City on your at list. If you know, you know, cause we ready to go. We can't wait no more, so just start the show. Start the show. For our first story, the biggest merger of 2024 is Capital One and Discover Card. What's in your wallet? For Capital One, it's now the Discover Card. Yetis, Jack and I were looking at the basketball court yesterday, and we noticed the two smallest players on two different teams have stood up on top of each other. We're looking at the NBA, the National Banking Association. (laughs) That's exactly what we're going for. Now, the smallest national player in banking, like Nationwide Bank, the smallest one is Capital One. Capital One, the preferred bank of Samuel L. Jackson, although it is a fraction of the size of the big four banks. Capital One is a fraction as big as J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, and Citibank. So Capital One is one small player here. The other small player is Discover Card. Discover Card is the smallest national player when it comes to credit card networks. Because Discover is smaller than Visa and MasterCard and American Express. It's actually a fraction as big as those big national credit card networks. But yet he's, here's the news. Little Capital One and Little Discover Card are teaming up for one big price. Capital One is acquiring Discover for $35 billion in the biggest acquisition of the year so far. Now, Jack, can you sprinkle on some context here when it comes to these two small guys and their new big size? If you stack them on top of each other, they're bigger than everyone else. Can you get more specific for us, please? If you add up the number of Discover cards with the number of Capital One cards, Combined, this is the biggest credit card issuer in the country. It's like if two four-foot-tall basketball players walked on the court and together... They're eight feet tall. It's like two Muggsy Bogueses are bigger than one Dikembe Mutombo. Is that what we're going for? I was going to say Yao Ming, but yes. Now, Yetis, we know you're thinking. We were thinking it too. Why is Capital One splurging $35 billion for the biggest deal of the year? Because they call this deal the Holy Grail. Yetis, the Holy Grail is the credit card industry's term for the credit card network. Because whoever controls the credit card network 
That's who makes money every time someone swipes a card. Discover Card isn't just a credit card. Discover Card is also a network. And the fact that it's a network means it has its own currency in this economy. Yeah, just like merchants, the stores you go to, they accept cash. Well, millions of merchants also accept any card that has a Discover logo. Now, by controlling both the credit of a credit card and the network of a credit card, Capital One expects to add 25 million cardholders and make more money off those cardholders. We should point out that any huge merger on this scale needs government approval. The government doesn't want a credit card monopoly coming out of this. <laughs> but Capital One thinks that this deal is actually going to do the opposite. They think this deal is going to increase competition with credit cards. With Capital One plus Discover in the market, JP Morgan, Visa, MasterCard, they're going to have to work harder to win our business now. Jamie, we're going to need to see some more perks. So, Jack, what's the takeaway for all our buddies over in the credit card industry? Even in this digital payments era, your credit card is still a fashion accessory. All right, Jack, remember when our buddy Timmy was boasting when he got his first Amex Platinum card? He went out of his way to visit the airport lounge because he had that car and he could visit the airport lounge. He would call us and say, come to JFK, I'm at the lounge, <laughs> you're going to love it. The champagne's free. For our buddy Timmy, the $550 annual fee was more than made up for with free mimosas and that fancy lounge Wi-Fi. Well, a Capital One card, it says something different. A Capital One card says you're probably just beginning your credit journey. Capital One focuses on lower credit customers. So the perks aren't luxury travel because you probably wouldn't use them. The perks are cash rewards. But Capital One is now trying to go up the income ladder. They're trying to reach higher credit customers like Amex users who spend more money and they think they can make more money on. But since credit card is a fashion accessory, Capital One can't just go after those high-end customers with their old Capital One brand. So they're becoming the one credit card with their own credit card network too by buy and discover. Even in this age of digital payments, credit card brands are still a status symbol. Credit cards still act like a fashion accessory. For our second story, Wawa, the Philadelphia convenience store with a cult following, is expanding south and west in a big way. Because Wawa has mastered the cup holder effect. Yeti's Harry Styles said this was his favorite thing in Pennsylvania. The actress Kate Winslet described it as mythical. We are talking, of course, Yetis, about Wawa. Wawa, the unofficial convenience store of the mid-Atlantic region. They got a market, they got a deli, they got a gas station. <laughs> Yetis, Wawa is like if Trader Joe and 7-Eleven had a baby and then raised it over in Philadelphia. Fly, Eagles, fly. It's got a cult following like In-N-Out Burger does, but instead of selling burgers, they're selling hoagies and pizzas and hot dogs, a lot of good stuff. It's the gas station you don't hate visiting, right, Jack? Like when I was in business school, once a week, we stopped by a Wawa. If you're driving on I-95 between D.C. and Philly. If you're visiting the Jersey Shore over the weekend. If you partied at Preakness, you probably stopped by a Wawa at some point. And yet he's that Wawa isn't just a little convenience store. Jack, could you sprinkle on some numerical context for us, please? They make an estimated $19 billion a year in revenue across their 1,000 locations. Okay, could you sprinkle on some more context for us over there, please, on Wawa? That's more revenues than BlackRock, the big finance company, or Adobe, the big tech company, or Spotify, the number one music streamer. Sit down, stand up, and grab a beef jerky again. Yetis, the first Wawa goes all the way back to 1902, 122 years ago. They weren't selling gas back then. They were selling milk, like bottles of milk, like the milkman. The same family that started the Wawa Dairy Company still owns 53% of it today. So 53% of this gas station chain is owned by the founding family, 
What about the rest of the company? Well, the rest of the Wawa convenience store company is actually owned by the employees. It's got an employee stock option program. So the cashier at the gas station collects dividends at the end of the year. It's amazing. But yeah, it is before you choke on that brisket mac and cheese. Jack and I got to share the news. Wawa just announced their biggest expansion ever. They're heading south. And they're heading west. This is the biggest thing out of Philadelphia since the Declaration of Independence. They just announced that 300 new Wawa's are coming, starting in North Carolina, Kentucky, and Ohio. It's like, Oprah, you're getting a Wawa, you're getting a Wawa, you're getting a Wawa. And the CEO has dreams to someday be in every U.S. state. Although, Jack, we should point out the last time Wawa expanded, uh, it kind of backfired, didn't it? So they opened up a Wawa on Staten Island which is obviously Giants country, right? But they forgot to update the fan merch they were selling at the convenience store. So they were selling Philadelphia Eagles gear at the brand new Wawa in New York State. Blasphemy. Didn't work. Forget about it. Gabagool. <laughs> but despite that mistake, Wawa still has a huge following. Wawa is a beloved brand, and Wawa is confident about their expansion. Because of our takeaway. So Jack, what's the takeaway for our mid-Atlantic buddies over at Wawa? Success sometimes comes down to the cup holder. Yeah, there's a great piece in one of the Malcolm Gladwell books. I don't remember which one. <laughs> We're talking about cup holders in cars. A top reason that many of us choose our car isn't the engine or the leather interior. It's the number and placement of cup holders. Because it turns out a small functional detail is often the surprise reason that a product is loved. For Wawa, the surprise reason customers love it isn't the cup holders, it's the bathrooms. It's the bathrooms. Because, Yetis, for years, Wawa has prided itself on the bathrooms. Like, consistently, Wawa is ranked the number one public bathroom in America. And that's huge. Because when you're on a road trip, you need to gas up, but you also have to go to the bathroom and you hope it's not nasty. Wawa's in Florida, in Maryland, in Virginia, in Pennsylvania. For decades, in each of those states, Wawa was named the number one restroom. What do they have in these bathrooms, Nick? I've never been to a Wawa. Jack, the one on Chestnut Street, it just smelled incredible. And they didn't even have hoagies in the bathrooms. Because sometimes you just have to nail one key thing to win a customer's love. For cars, it's cup holders. For gas stations, it's bathrooms. Wawa's key to success is an example of the cup holder effect. Canva. Six years ago, Nick and I were designing the pitch deck for our media company. Yeah, we didn't want it to look like some amateur college PowerPoint. We wanted to impress investors. So we made our first pitch deck on Canva. Canva is the easy to use online design platform for presentations, social media posts, physical flyers, anything you can design. Canva turns you into a digital da Vinci, delighting your audience with design. They got these color palettes that you can use it makes your work look beautiful. We used presentation templates that were available for free and then customized them for our company. And guess what? That summer, we sold that company, Market Snacks, thanks to the deck we built with Canva. Oh, and funny thing, we still use Canva today for all our design projects. So Yetis, start designing today at canva.com. Canva designed for work. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Yetis, how good is the feeling of finally getting something off your chest? You've been wanting to say it. You've been waiting to say it. But you bottle it up. In Waspy, Vermont, where I grew up, we didn't talk much about our problems. We were encouraged to keep them to yourself. Yetis, bottling up your feelings is just horrible for you because eventually it blows up with an outburst and then while it's stewing, it makes your whole stomach feel terrible. We encourage you to get it off your chest. 
And the perfect place to do that is therapy. You will not believe how good it feels to say something that has been left unsaid and you can practice with a therapist and then end up telling your loved ones the best way possible later on. You don't have to tell them, but you could. It's 100% up to you. Oh, and by the way, what you tell your therapist remains completely confidential. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash T-Boy today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash T-Boy. For our third and final story, OpenAI just launched a new video generating artificial intelligence that is scary and exciting and the biggest thing they've launched yet. And it reminds us of a great quote from the founder of Airbnb. Before we begin the story, Jack and I are going to sprinkle on some context. Reminder, OpenAI is the number one company in artificial intelligence. Sam Altman is the CEO and Microsoft is the sugar daddy. OpenAI became a household name with ChatGPT. You could ask it anything and it would respond with text answers. It's like an AI Jane Austen. Then OpenAI launched Dolly. You could ask it to create an image of something and it would create that image. It was an AI Picasso. So they had text-based generative AI image-based generative AI, you know what's coming next. Last week, OpenAI announced the launch of Sora, video-based generative AI. You type in text, it reacts with a movie. Or as Jack and I like to call it, AI Steven Spielberg. Now, if you're listening to the pod, we love you. <laughs> but this is an audio-only show, and yeah. we're about to describe some inherently visual things. The limitations of an audio-based podcast. We can't show you what we're doing. This is why we launched video, though, right, Jack? Like, we have a video podcast on YouTube. We should, we'll throw this stuff up on YouTube right now. Now, Sora is not available to the public yet, but OpenAI showed us videos that it can create with a very simple prompt. Yet, if you enter a text-based prompt, and then Sora creates a Hollywood-style video in just seconds, boom, it spits it out. For example, OpenAI showed us a prompt of historical footage of California during the gold rush. It's a video that feels like you're in California in 1849. It's crazy. Or you could text that you want to see pirates battling in a coffee cup and Sora will generate a video of pirates battling in a coffee cup. It's like two pirate ships like moving around in waves of coffee within a mug. Now, we don't have access to this artificial intelligence right now, but what would we like to see if we did, Jack? When we get access to Sora, we're going to ask it to create a video of a Tyrannosaurus Rex surfing on a tidal wave on Mars. Listening to James <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> Once this product goes live, we're going to realize that's the coolest T-Rex ever. Because this artificial intelligence could take our text and turn it into that video. Besties, Hollywood's been doing this for 100 years, but they need actors, animators, camera crews, directors, stage catering, and days and weeks of production. But Sora, this new technology, can generate compelling videos Hollywood style in under one minute. You push enter, and one minute later, you're going to see a video that is wild. And that is why we call it Spielberg AI. But don't give Sora an Oscar quite yet. <laughs> yeah. We watched some of these videos and there's some flaws. There's one video you might have seen online. It's a woman walking through the streets of Tokyo and it looks like every step she takes, she's breaking her ankles. <laughs> so they haven't nailed the index fingers and the ankles yet. Not 100%. Not 100%. But it is still a concerning technology, right, Jack? Yeah, because it's 99%. And that means it could mislead people. And that means it could be used to mislead people. Which leads to our takeaway. So Jack, what's the takeaway for all our buddies over at Sora and OpenAI? Technology isn't good or bad. 
It all depends how we use it. Yeti's Airbnb's founder and CEO, Brian Chesky, said this about technology and how we should think of it. He compared it to nuclear. Nuclear power can light up a city or destroy a city. It depends how we use it. Whether any technology is good or bad, it depends how we use it. Artificial intelligence is being compared to a nuclear-like technological breakthrough. Well, like nuclear, AI can be used for good. You can make compelling videos that bring people laughter or joy or other value. Or like nuclear power, AI can be used for bad. People can make deep fake videos of presidential candidates mess with our election, and mess with our public safety. Because Yetis, as Airbnb's founder said, technology isn't inherently good and isn't inherently bad. It depends on how we use it. Jack, can you whip up the takeaways for us for Ceviche Wednesday? Capital One is acquiring Discover, so it can have its own credit card network. Because credit cards, they are still a financial fashion statement. For our second story, it's Wawa. The beloved Philly convenience store chain is expanding to the South and to the Midwest. Wawa, great hoagies, but the focus on clean bathrooms is an example of the cup holder effect. And our third and final story, OpenAI's Sora was unveiled over the weekend. It makes videos based on text. Like any technology, this isn't inherently good and it isn't inherently bad. It depends on how we use it. But Yetis, this pod's not over yet. Here's what else you need to know today. First, remember last week, Jack and I told you Walmart was considering acquiring Vizio TVs? Well, now it's official. Walmart announced yesterday they're spending $2.3 billion to acquire Vizio so they can control the ads in your living room. And second, Crocs just notched another record year of shoe sales, $4 billion in revenue. Uh, about three of those were Crocs that I bought for my sons and my nieces and my nephews. Jack's a power player. Yet his Crocs <laughs> now makes more money than Snapchat, than Domino's Pizza, or than Lyft. And finally, Hawaii. They're proposing a $25 per tourist tourist tax to help them mitigate climate change. It is next time you pop over to Honolulu, you could be dropping an extra 25 bucks per person per hotel for the new Hawaii tourist tax. The state plans to use that money to mitigate rainforests, prevent wildfires, and restore the coral reefs. Now, time for the best fact yet. This one sent in by Kelsey Black from lovely Austin, Texas. You know, Saudi Arabia is a big country and it's a dry country. It's a huge desert for a country. <laughs> you're building this up, but I like where you're going, Jack. You have no idea how dry Saudi Arabia is, Nick. Get this. Saudi Arabia has no rivers and no lakes. It's a huge country with no water between the coasts. There is not a single natural river or natural lake in the entire country of Saudi Arabia. Now, it's not just desert. There are green areas where they've used irrigation to pull water and plant plants. Yes, they have water in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> But despite being the 13th biggest country on earth, Saudi Arabia has zero rivers and zero lakes. What about brooks? <laughs> <laughs> or streams? Uh, we found one pond, so there is a pond. We should point that they out. They have bogs. Carmen San Diego here is going to have to uh, go and do some first-person research. <laughs> Yetis, you are looking fantastic for Ceviche Wednesday. And if there is another flavored latte besides olive oil or pork that you think Starbucks should launch... Let us know. We're curious about it. Or let us know the flavor they shouldn't watch. That's equally valid. In the meantime, <laughs> we're big barbecue fans. If anyone can get us one of these pork-based lattes, we would love to give it a try. We'll pay for the shipping and handling. <laughs> to make it a $400 latte. Jack and I will see you tomorrow. 
And before we go, a happy birthday to Yeti Teresa Fang celebrating with some wonderful bagels up in Montreal. And happy birthday to Dominique Alaf in the Upper West Side of Manhattan. And just a shout out to Satyajit Patra, who celebrated being an amazing dad to Sparsh in Dublin, Ohio. And to anyone else celebrating something today, make it a T-boy. Celebrate the wins. This is Jack. Nick and I both own stock of Airbnb and Spotify. And I own stock of Crocs, too. We watched uh, an hour of Oppenheimer um, over the weekend, and Alex doesn't want to watch anymore. (laughs) Because there's four more hours left. She's like, I think I get it, Jack. And I'm like, yeah, honestly, I think you do, too. We'll let Wikipedia take it from here. (laughs) If you like the best one yet, you can listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. And before you go, Tell us a little bit about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com slash survey. We want to get to know you. Nick and Jack here. I want to quickly tell you about the show Business Wars. With the launch of ChatGPT, Sam Altman and OpenAI reinvigorated our imaginations and fears of a world with artificial intelligence. While the company looked like a stunning success from the outside, a battle was brewing within. Almost a year after launching ChatGPT, that battle erupted into a war when the company fired its charismatic CEO, Sam From Wondery, Business Wars is a podcast about the biggest corporate rivalries of all time. And in the newest season, host David Brown digs into the philosophical differences within OpenAI that culminated in Sam Altman's shocking firing and what it means for the future and safety of AI in the modern world. Follow Business Wars on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. And for more deep dive and daily business content, listen on Wondery the destination for business podcasts. With shows like How I Built This, Business Wars, The Best One Yet, Business Movers, and many more. Wondery means business.